This is Mortification of Spin, a bully pulpit from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. We can continue only with your help. Visit mortificationofspin.org to make a donation or call 1-800-488-1888. Carl, Todd, and Amy are back at it and doing what they do best. This time they take on Christmas and discuss the amazing truth of Jesus' incarnation. Keep listening after the podcast for details on how to receive a free PDF booklet download. You are listening to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit. It is the shorter podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals, and my name is Todd Pruitt. I'm the pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and I'm joined as always by Carl Truman from Westminster Seminary and pastor of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church, and also Amy Bird, the housewife theologian. So all three of us are here. It is officially Advent. We're in December, and so I would like to ask both Carl and Amy, what is the worst Christmas song of all time? <laughs> well, mine is uh, kind of the worst and the best. Okay, okay. Um, you know how you just kind of grow up in your family with your culture going on, and there's just like certain CDs, or it was a six-track at the time, yeah. but you know, it's not Christmas unless you play it. Okay. Well, mine would be uh, John Denver, Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. Wow. <laughs> Have wow. to play it every year. Wow. West Virginia Mountain Mama. I know. And I was in, like, Frederick, Maryland. And what can wow. I say? That's, um, you know what? That was that one wasn't even on my radar screen. So you you, you get some kind of a prize for that. that <laughs> cause that's one, my poor uh, children uh, are subjected to and, it as well. Yeah. Years and years. Okay, Carl, try to top that. Uh, has to be Merry Christmas, War is Over by John Lennon. Absolutely ghastly from beginning to end. Uh, I don't think it has. Well, it's a bit like the Pyromaniacs. No redeeming features whatsoever. That's right. What is the, um, what's the name of the, uh, of the, the hideous George Michael um, Christmas song? I, I always hear it at, at, uh, at Starbucks. Careless, is that Careless Whisper? <laughs> so I'm told. So I, I don't listen to George Michael. I, 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 heard I, I must that. tell you, I'm I'm a bit heartened by the fact that neither one of you know that. So that that is encouraging. Nevertheless, you're both wrong. The worst Christmas song is Frosty the Snowman. Now we can move on. Um, well, uh, Carl, uh, you're a pastor. I'm a pastor. We preach every week. What are you preaching this uh, this Sunday? Um, this Sunday I'm preaching on the long-awaited child, taking my cue from 1 Samuel chapter 1, the story of uh, Hannah, and connecting it to uh, the advent of Christ in the Gospels. I've actually, in the past, I've resisted preaching uh, Advent sermons up until last year when I crumbled under pressure from mm. The man on my session, that the shadowy figure known only as the librarian. <laughs> uh, some some years ago, I preached on uh, Christmas Day on Judges chapter three verse thirty-one. After Ehud came Shamgar, son of Anath, who struck down six hundred Philistines with an ox goad. He too saved Israel, and I got a Christmas gospel message from that. But my elders advised me to move in a more gospel gospel direction in future yeah. years. Yeah, that's probably that's probably good. I mean, even, even though that text certainly does conjure up some very warm um, fireplace type feelings, um, I, maybe the like judges that. are are. It's good to kind of steer clear during Advent. You know, things like um, spilling out the bowels and tent pegs through the skulls um, might be better left for Easter. Uh, full, of Christmas, full of Christmas yeah. cheer. 
yeah, just so that you'll know how we do things over here. So what um, are you preaching on yourself, Todd? I'm, I'm preaching uh, this Sunday from John chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 14, and uh, the mystery of, of the Incarnation. It is, I believe, um, with the possible but only possible exception of the Trinity itself, I think uh, the Incarnation is the chief uh, divine mystery. Uh, that we have in the Bible, and uh, I, I think uh, oftentimes it's um, it's something that we preach on only directly at this time of year, which is I I think a bit of a shame. And it's interesting as well that thinking of the the two passages we're we're preaching on, our two approaches. You know, I'm looking at the the historical aspect: Israel waiting long in darkness for the coming Messiah. The Lord looks and the Lord knows the suffering of His people and then sends his son to be a savior. And it's that moment when God breaks into history. And on the Jehanine side of things, of course, you have that uh, the transcendent God mm. accommodates himself to creaturely capacity yeah. in order, you know, as it were, to, to lift us to heaven. So those, the, you know, the, I think our two sermons captured two very nice facets of gospel incarnational theology. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. Well put. I think that um, so often it's hard to get past the baby in the manger stage mm. on Christmas, and just the theology of the incarnation blows my mind. I mean, just thinking about the divine Son of God taking on the nature of humanity, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I was talking with somebody about this just the other day. Actually, we were talking about it um with uh, some of the members of, of the session here at my church um, about this very thing, that there's really no way to properly illustrate the incarnation, the God-man, um, much like the Trinity. There's no way to really illustrate it mm -hmm. because there's nothing else like it. Um, the incarnation stands as a unique, singular moment. And, and because of that, I'm a little uncomfortable with not that I'm condemning this, but I, I squirm a little bit when we talk about um, incarnating Jesus to our community and that kind of thing, because yeah. I, I, I want to be really um, protective of that word, because it really is a singular uh, event, and I, I think the chiefest uh, mystery, certainly of the New Testament. Yeah, I, I think often, you, yeah. when, ahead, when people, I was going to say, when people use that language, I think they're often intending something good by it. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just a little loose, and the analogy right. is so distant that actually, when you sit and reflect on it, it's it's not that helpful, and there are better right. ways to express it. But yeah. I do think we need to to emphasize that that people are often trying to do something good with that. Yeah. I mean, this is mortification of spin. We do like to look on the positive, generous <laughs> side of, of everything exactly. we disagree with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And judging by some of the emails that uh, that the head office receives, we can tell that. Um, really everybody who listens and has listened to us is in full agreement with anything we yeah, typically yeah. say, so that's been good. <laughs> we, we, um, will we will have a great legacy, there's no doubt, a great <laughs> legacy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, you know, one of the things that I, that I reflect on um, in regard to the, the incarnation is this idea of the nearness of God, um, God uh, with us, and I, I think about the language of John chapter 1, verse 14 of Jesus uh, tabernacling um, mm. with, with his people and, and taking that, uh, that 
that noun of tabernacle and turning it into a verb, if you will, um, to, to capture something that is um, quite extraordinary. So you have the history of biblical faith where basically uh, God is saying to his people, keep your distance, um, the, 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 the tabernacle, and then giving way to the temple. Uh, the, the very architectural structures of their worship were saying, keep your distance and uh, uh, depend on the role of these human and architectural and ceremonial mediators. And then we move from that to God himself being our sole mediator through the person of Christ and coming near to us in, in flesh so that the coming of Christ in human flesh uh, changed everything mm-hmm. about the pattern that God had set up previously, which said, keep your distance. And now he comes near and draws us near in the per- person of Christ. This is what we are observing at this time of year. And it yeah, also put, <laughs> sorry, Amy. <laughs> I'm reading through Scott Oliphant's book right now, God with us. And it's about divine condensation and the attributes of God. But he talks about the, the boundaries between the essential characteristics of God and then creation and how he crosses his own boundaries Mm. through his word, through his works, and then ultimately in himself through Christ. It's just amazing. That's good. Yeah, the tabernacling idea brings out beautifully as well the the sacrificial notion that even at the, the moment of incarnation, eyes are already pointed towards Calvary. Yeah. Um, I think that is a, a, a wonderful aspect to the incarnation as well, that mm-hmm. we cannot understand the birth without setting it ultimately in the context of right. the death. Right. And you know what's interesting is that this very notion of incarnation, that Jesus is human and deity, is typically where heresy seems to strike first. Mm-hmm. Um, heresy loves to attack this notion of incarnation, this mystery and miracle of incarnation, that God is, that Jesus is all God and all, uh, and all man. Um, so important um, is that, that it seems to be a magnet for uh, heresies and heretics. Which would be exactly why uh, St. Nick cleaned Arius' clock at the Council of Nicaea, right guys? <laughs> See, there you go. You know, <laughs> we have all these wonderful saints who, who aren't always super nice. And, you know, if they would have just been born in our time, um, then we could have gotten along with the Arians and realized that they were nice chaps and, and we shouldn't be uh, dividing with them. You know, uh, uh, the, the days of, of Athanasius and uh, Contramundum are over. Uh, now it's just get along. But now I'm getting into a different topic, aren't I? Yeah, um, I, think, I think Amy should tell us the, uh, the motto she has for St. Nicholas on that icon, which should probably go up on the web page. Yeah. yeah, it's all over the Internet right now. Yeah. Hilarious. And you've got yeah. your picture, your saintly picture of St. Nick there with this halo. And it says, I came to give presents to kids and to punch heretics. There you and go. I just ran out of presents. Fantastic. <laughs> See, could even be Santa Claus, even Santa Claus could be, a, could be a tough guy. We need to get him on the podcast. That would be my only comment. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> Amy, you mentioned a book by Scott Oliphant um, yes. that you're reading. Tell everybody the title of that book again. Um, it's called God With Us by K. Mm-hmm. Scott Oliphant. Yep, and it is good. Um, I would recommend um, to folks a book by uh, uh, Danny Hyde called God With Us, Knowing the Mystery of Who Jesus Is. Um, it's really a wonderful book. I think everything that Danny 
writes is wonderful, but this one is is terrific on this mystery of of uh, of the incarnation. Um, Carl, uh, a recommendation from you, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I would recommend uh, John Owen, volumes three and four of his complete works, the definitive statement of the relationship of the Holy Spirit to the incarnation. But that's for a uh, well, that's for a long glass of brandy uh, after <laughs> Christmas dinner, I think. <laughs> That's that's probably true. Um, John Owen was not always known for his economy of words. So. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I think that about wraps it up, guys. That was enough yeah. reading material for everybody to listen to the next podcast episode. Anyway, so. all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. You've been listening to the Mortification of Spin, and we wish you all a Merry Christmas. This has been a Bully Pulpit from Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Just for listening, we'd like to give you a free PDF booklet entitled Christian Music Through the Ages, Stories of Christmas Carols. Visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, to find a link to the downloadable booklet. Mortification of Spin is a production of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include reformation21.org, Every Last Word with Philip Riken, and events held from Florida to Sacramento. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. We can only continue to bring these resources with your support. To make a donation, please visit MortificationOfSpin.org or call 800-488-1888. Please listen again and don't forget your free PDF download.